<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Brands charge $1,500 for meet and greets. I already knew that this was ludicrous. What's up, what's good? This is another episode of DX Daily, the podcast where we keep you up to date on everything that goes down in hip-hop music culture. It's brought to you by Hip Hop DX, and I am one of your lovely hosts, Asia Sky. And I'm your other host, A-Dub. All right, it's Tuesday, and Irv Gotti has claimed that he is not going to be talking about Ashanti in any more of his interviews. Thank God. Also, <laughs> Travis Scott did a teacher school supply drive for hundreds of Houston teachers. DJ Khaled gave J.I.D. some props on his new album, The Forever Story. And there's a rumor going around that a Chris Brown lookalike is charging $1,500 for meet and greets. A few things to get into today, but before we do, please subscribe to the podcast please hit that follow button and that subscribe button on any streaming platform that you listen to DX Daily on. If that's Apple Podcasts, if that's Spotify, if that's iHeart, any of those apps, please subscribe to us and tell a friend to subscribe. Thank you. We appreciate it all. Now let's go ahead and get into it. Okay, so let's start off with Irv Gotti. It seems like he's been on an Ashanti press tour recently, and I know that's not what it was, but every clip that goes viral of him recently has been about him discussing his former relationship with Ashanti. <laughs> so uh, a lot of people have been giving Irv Gotti flack for this, including us, because from the Drink Champs interview to statements he's made after the Drink Champs interview, we've just been hearing about him and Ashanti and them having sex, them writing songs, him being heartbroken about Nelly and Ashanti. Like, we've just been bombarded with this information from Irv Gotti. So now he did an interview with The Shade Room, and they asked him, why do you continue to discuss Ashanti? And Irv Gotti's response is basically, people keep asking about it. I'm being true to my story. I'm telling, I'm telling the honest truth or what he sees as his truth. Um, and he was saying, like, it would be disingenuous for me not to tell that part of the story if I'm telling the Murder, Inc. story. She was a pivotal part of that story. So that's basically what Irv Gotti's whole angle was in discussing all of these things about him and Ashanti. I find that interesting because well, the way he answered that because yeah of course you gotta talk about Ashanti but he's telling like him and her's personal business like you could have just talked about her in the studio making songs or like what she meant to like murder ink and things like that back in the day but you're talking about your personal relationship why you supposedly had a wife at this time and all this like <laughs> drama stuff that's what gets me yeah well he did go on to say you know I wish Ashanti nothing but the best I'm not hooked on her like I can't get over her it's none of that he said I got paid to do a documentary on my life and on Murder Inc and if I didn't talk about Ashanti you would have been like what kind of BS is this and that he didn't speak about her he said she's too important to Murder Inc but they tried to hashtag me to him so <laughs> F what they talking about. That's essentially what he said to the shade room. And he also said the shade room is are the shadiest ones. So I'm just like, yeah, you're trying to justify it, but it really isn't that justifiable. Like you didn't have to include that information. You wanted to include that information. And the way I see it is everyone's entitled to tell their own story. 
but we're also entitled to think you're corny for doing that, like for kissing and telling, as they call it. Like you did not have to include that part, but you wanted to. I don't think it was a a classy thing to do. Like why? Why? And even if you were gonna divulge that y'all had a relationship, like why go into such depth? Like oh, we wrote this song after we had sex. Like no one needs no one needed that information. We didn't need that to hear the murder ink story. So, um, yeah, somebody in the comment section was like, well, they keep asking, but why do you keep answering when people ask you about Ashanti? And then that's when Irv Gotti said, oh, please, it's going to be no comment from here on out. But I felt like at least trying to make y'all understand. Moving forward, it will be limited interviews and no comments. I tell the truth because I want people to know the real. But honestly, y'all don't give a F about the truth. Y'all going to say and do whatever y'all want. So why keep giving y'all the real? It's to be like everyone else. Lie to y'all after the truth. Or don't say nothing to y'all and keep y'all in the dark. I got slandered for telling the absolute truth. (laughs) I don't think anyone was calling Irv Gotti a liar. Like, we just saying, why are you telling us this? It's telling us un- unnecessary information. We don't need to know. Like, you are you could be causing someone else embarrassment or strife or whatever by bringing out this truth. This truth that is not necessary to tell the story that, you're try- that you claim you're trying to tell. And you're doing that for what reason? That's why people think you can't get over her. That's why people think you're stuck on her because you're talking about something from 20 years ago. So... Yeah, hopefully he sticks to his word about, oh, there's not, there's not going to be any more of this. It's going to be no comment from here on out. That would be great. Yeah, I hope he's done talking about it because, for one, I feel like we already know everything now. So, like, kind of defeats the purpose. Like, yeah, oh, now you're done. We already know everything. But I hope he sticks to his word and just shuts, shuts the mouth. <laughs> All right, well, moving along, let's talk about Travis Scott and his Cactus Jack Foundation. So it is back to school season right now. And Travis Scott decided to donate school supplies to teachers this time around instead of the students. Because, you know, a lot of these schools, they aren't adequately supplying the teachers with what they need for all of their students throughout the whole school year. So Travis Scott decided to do a drive for the teachers and he gave school supplies to hundreds of them um, in Houston. Not even hundreds, a thousand teachers. Yes. So Travis Scott's sister, Jordan Webster, who is the spokesperson for the Cactus Jack Foundation, she said, we wanted to show our love and support for these school teachers because they are such a core essential part to the cultivation of young students and young leaders. She also said to be able to know what we've been able to provide some relief for them today is what we wanted to happen today. So it's a good look. Yeah. And this is not the first time Travis Scott gives back to the schools in Houston. Like, I'm pretty sure he does this all the time. Uh, Back in March, he pledged $5 million to various philanthropic projects uh, as a part of this initiative he started called Project Hill, and they had scholarships for HBCU students, uh, mental health resources for young students, and low-income families. So this is something that he's been doing, and I think he's just ramped up more of it, like post-Astroworld Festival tragedy. I think he's just dedicated a lot more time and money to it, so... It's, that's great to hear. I'm sure those 1,000 teachers are happy. We see it all the time, teachers having lists, huge school supply lists for their students, and students kind of having to bring their own supplies, and which is not a problem. Like I mean, that happens at all schools, but the lists get bigger and bigger. The less supplies the teachers have, the more the responsibility to get stuff falls on students and their selves, um, students and their families, and the families might not have it all the time. So 
for Travis Scott and his sister and their foundation to be able to help those teachers with that is big. Mm -hmm, Exactly. All right. Now let's talk about DJ Khaled because, you know, he has his new album out. God did. So, of course, he was at the VMAs um, the other night. And so was J.I.D. who just put out his new album, The Forever Story. And there was like a little link up between the two, a very, very positive link up of just both of them supporting each other's album, which was really dope to see at the VMAs. Yeah, you just dropped, and they're already talking album of the year. Have you been seeing that talk? Yeah, a little bit, but I'm not. That's premature ejaculation. We can't say that yet. <laughs> I didn't know you had Yasin Bay on the record. How did that most deaf Yasin Bay come together, that track? It was crazy, bro. Um, Just being an OG, like, he rock with me. He always showed Jed's me Jed's in the middle of the interview, and here comes Khaled. Oh, yeah, bro, likewise. Thank you, brother. You beat me. No, it's not about that. I'm talking, I'm talking. It's not about that. You have a beautiful album. Congratulations. Keep going on stop. I'm a fan. Let me get on the next one. Yeah, that's right. Khaled, jump on. Hey, Khaled, his family, his whole team. My brothers. Love you, brother. Keep winning, all right? Well, I got to ask you, Khaled. Real quick. Hold it. So, that was a great interaction. Khaled was just moving past, and he saw him, and he basically stopped in his tracks to go jump in Jid's interview and tell him congrats about the album, which was very, very dope um, on Khaled's behalf. And then, you know, when J.I.D. was like, you beat me, Khaled was like, you know, it's not even about that. That's not what it's what it's about. It's all love. So I just like to see that from Khaled. And I like to see J.I.D. shoot his shot to get on the next Khaled album because he he slid that in there like, yo, put me on the next <laughs> put me on the next album. <laughs> and Khaled was like, for sure. So if those two get together, that would be something super, super dope to see. Yeah, that would be dope to see. And I like how he asked it, too, because a lot of people, you know, just goes to show you they're like, oh, you, you got to wait for a handout or wait to be asked. No, go ahead and ask yourself if you want something. Go ahead and get it. So I kind of like seeing that from J.I.D. And um, yeah, I like their interaction. It seemed both positive. Um, whenever Khaled decides to put out another album, who knows when, hopefully he is on there and keeps his word. So, yeah, I hope so, too. Jid did. You gotta, you gotta right. say that. I love how the interviewer was like, Hove did, like, it, it's so contagious. It's so infectious. Like, you just gotta say it for anybody or anything positive that happens. Blank did. So-and-so did. Like, Khaled, that's one thing about Khaled with the albums. Like, he's gonna give you a mantra every time. Whether it's another one, whether it's grateful, whether it's major key. I remember when he had everybody saying major key, everything. Anytime somebody dropped a gym, it was a major key. Like, Khaled, I, he's the best for the the sayings and the mantras, the slogans, the taglines. Like, that's all Khaled. Um, so, yeah, that was that was a great interaction. Um, and Jid did perform at the VMAs, which we kind of forgot to mention yesterday, but he did a great job. Um he did dance now and also surround sound just went gold. So yeah, JID's got a lot of great stuff going on. All right. Now, lastly, let's talk about Chris, Chris Brown, um, or actually uh, fake Chris Brown, I should say. So there is a man who allegedly resembles Chris Brown charging $1,500 for meet and greets, or at least that's the rumor that was going around. So they had a photo of this man and then on it, it was like, I'm going to be in Detroit and I'm charging $1,500 for meet and greets. So this photo went viral and people were like, yo, you're not charging more than the actual real Chris Brown for meet and greets. Because we know the Chris Brown meet and greets are $1,000. So you, this man who claims to look like Chris Brown, is not charging $1,500 for meet and greets. Like, we know that's not what's happening. Mind you, if you see a picture of this man, <laughs> it looks like if Chris Brown 
and Shaggy and Fred from Scooby-Doo had a baby, that would be this man. Like, he he doesn't really look like Chris Brown. Like, he, he has the same maybe skin complexion, same maybe nose and eyes. I don't know. But it, it's, it looks like Chris Brown and three other people. Like, I, I don't think this man looks enough like Chris Brown to even fool anyone to, into thinking that he's Chris Brown. So for him to charge $1,500 for meet and greets, I already knew that this was ludicrous. I knew this was social media trickery at play. Yeah, it had to be. And so much so that um, he actually addressed it on Instagram and he was like, these are all lies about me. I haven't made an agreement with anyone. I would never do that. The media lies to you just to make that fans get mad at me. Don't believe it. In all caps, you know, he's serious, but... (laughs) Yes, I guess it's not true. He basically said that's all cap. It's all cap. And I believe him when he says that, because why would you do that to yourself? Like, he wouldn't invite that type of slander on himself. Somebody probably saw his page, saw his profile, and was like, oh, this kind of, he kind of looks like he could be a distant cousin of Chris Brown. (laughs) Let me just go ahead and and edit this little image that says, oh, I'm going to be in Detroit. I'm charging $1,500 for meet and greets. And then, of course, it's going to go viral, just like all these other lookalikes who don't really look like the person are going viral. And just, I think this just lookalike trend just needs to die altogether. Stop <laughs> making these people famous for resembling somebody, for faintly, vaguely resembling somebody. Like, what? why? What's the purpose of this? I right. see why it happened with the little dirt guy, because he kind of looked just like Lil Durk and it fool- and fooled people enough into thinking that it was him to where it caused a frenzy in the mall. But like these other people, like the the fake Drake, why is he why does he get recognition? The fake whoever else, why why are we giving them recognition? For what reason? What is the reason? We come back to yeah. that that question a lot here. What is the reason? <laughs> we do ask that a lot because really in simplest terms what is the reason i blame fake Khaled, fake drake (laughs) i blame every fake impersonator just trying to get a bag just because they kind of look like somebody at one point like it's crazy and y'all not even out here working like the real impersonators be working the ones in las vegas the the, the Mm -hmm. michael jackson impersonators they actually be dancing on the strip in a 120 degree heat and singing like they they actually do some work y'all don't even be doing no work y'all just post pictures and show up looking like the person that's crazy yeah that's wild to me but um fake chris brown they definitely cooked him and it wasn't even his fault so uh Hopefully he just put his page on private now. I don't know. But yeah, that's that's going to be it for today. <laughs> that is going to conclude today's episode of DX Daily. As always, subscribe to this podcast on all streaming platforms. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Hip Hop DX. And be sure to follow us on all of our socials. That's our Instagram, our Twitter, and our TikTok, which is Hip Hop DX. Yep, you can follow us on social media as well. I am at Asia Sky on all platforms. And I'm at A-Dub on everything too. All right, we'll be back at you tomorrow with more daily news. See ya. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.